Welcome to the Lab Talk, where we walk the walk and talk to talk about all things crypto. I'm your host, Tristan. I'm joined here with Kareem. And today's date is February 16th of 2022. So let's go ahead and jump right into this without further ado. All right. So ladies and gentlemen, today we're going to be talking about the truckers and how Bitcoin is helping out these Canadian truckers, these patriots, and everything that's going on with that. But before we get into all that juicy stuff, Kareem has a real quick message for us. Yeah. So if you're joining us on YouTube by, or Anchor, go ahead and check out the description of this video where you could learn to buy, sell, and store your crypto using our affiliate links. Nice, nice, nice. Thank you for that. All right. So ladies and gents, boys and girls, let's go ahead and talk about what's going on in the top 25 in crypto today, 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 being February 16th. Bitcoin is currently trading at $43,653,000, currently down 0.69%. Um, Ethereum trading at $3,077, currently down in the last 24 hours, 0.79% or 7%, excuse me. Um, and then we have not a lot of action. I mean, Avalanche, aka AVAX, is giving us the most action right now in the top 25 coming in at $92.17, currently up 3.27% in the past 24 hours. Other than that, it is a pretty sideways dry market. We're actually waiting on a move. Now, you know what's good about markets like this, conditions like this, is that when everything's trending sideways, especially when we had a decisive move in one direction, we can expect a bigger move on its way. Now, Bitcoin, as many of you know, Bitcoin is uh, probably, I want to say it's up from about uh, its lows of $31,000, $32,000 a couple of weeks ago, trading at 43,000 at the time of this video. And, you know, right now over the past couple of hours, days, you know, Bitcoins has just been doing nothing. And we can expect some volatility to come in pretty soon into this market. So we're just gonna have to wait and see. And one thing you must know if you're new to crypto, when Bitcoin moves, the entire market moves, right? That's the way this crypto show goes all right so let's get into our first article of the day canadian federal police blacklist truckers bitcoin addresses is this possible i thought bitcoin was was you know un untraceable i thought bitcoin was um uh couldn't be stopped well we're gonna find out in this article kareem why well, you have any thoughts before we even get into this yeah so um what i'm pretty sure the article is going to talk about is that like they could blacklist uh certain wallets but not all wallets and uh we have like a little wallet for you guys uh that uh you could use instead of using uh your typical uh custodial wallets um and that'll make sure that like your transactions and your bitcoin can't be stopped all right all right thank you for that so the Canadian, the Royal Canadian Mounted Police, aka the RCMP, Canada's federal uh, and national police service, they're like the equivalent to the FBI up here, has issued an order to all FinTrack regulated companies in the country's demand in the country demanding them to cease transacting with Bitcoin's address. Our Bitcoin address is illegal or allegedly associated with the Freedom Convoy fundraising efforts. Now just to give you guys some quick backdrop on this right so um justin trudeau went ahead and announced these vaccine mandates for uh these truckers right 
The trucker said, uh-uh, we're not having it. We don't want to get vaccinated. We're always by ourselves. 90% of, the, of our job is we're literally by ourselves. So there's no reason for us to be vaccinated, okay? So I want to say about three, four weeks ago now, they they made the appointment to go ahead and all across Canada, Canada, excuse me, they drove across the country <clears throat> to go down, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> got a frog in my throat. They, they made um <clears throat> the effort to go down to Parliament Hill, which is in Ottawa, the capital of Canada, to um, go ahead and um, protest, right? So what happened was they went ahead and raised over, I want to say, how much was it? $2 million? $1.5 to two, $2 million. I can't remember the exact figure off the top of my head. But they raised, raised somewhere in the millions, right? And the government of Canada, or excuse me, not the government, GoFundMe <clears throat> went ahead and said, uh-uh. We're not supporting this. And all the funds were just pretty much like stopped right there. Right. <clears throat> sorry. Sorry about that. Um, so all the funds and everything were just put to a halt. Right. So then I believe an American senator went, went ahead and spoke up and said, all right, listen, here's what's going to happen. This is preposterous. Something like this cannot happen and should not happen. Right. These truckers aren't a ter terrorist organization. These are regular blue collar individuals who just make a daily wage just like anyone else, right? These guys are not, you know, going ahead and, you know, bombing up buildings or anything like that. They just want, they just want their freedom, right? So what's happening now is that this governor went ahead and spoke up and said, shame on you, GoFundMe. So then, as you know, we live in a very, uh, decentralized world nowadays right where we have an alternative to money and you often see this this slogan pop up or the same pop up many places opt out of the current financial system and buy bitcoin right opting out or excuse me let me say this buying bitcoin is opting out of this current financial system right and what we have to understand is that these rcmp um uh, sorry, not RCMP, these truckers went ahead and they said, all right, we're, we're going to go ahead and raise some funds in, funds in Bitcoin now. And last time I checked, I think they raised up to, um, I, I, they raised up, I want to say $190,000 in Bitcoin, right? That number has changed since. So now that came out. And then the finance minister of Canada, she went ahead and said, all right, listen, any transacting in Bitcoin, whether it be for funding these um these these truckers or any organization of theirs is illegal it's considered like an act of terrorism which we know it's not so that's a backdrop on a story so now the rcmp got involved and now they're going ahead and tracking down these addresses as the article says canadian tr federal truck or, sorry excuse me canadian federal police blacklist truckers bitcoin addresses right now they have a lot to, a lot of work to do because there's a ton of Bitcoin addresses that belong to these truckers, but it's not that. And, I, and again, these truckers make up a small minority, so it wouldn't be that hard, but there's alternatives. And, and this is what the article pretty much says. The document then lists 29 Bitcoin addresses that have transacted, transacted up to $1 million worth of BTC. Additionally, the RCMP is interested in obtaining information about any movements to or from these addresses, right? So now you have these 29 addresses transacting in about $1 million, right? Both ways, going to 
and you know whatever transacting right and now you have these truckers being funded this is how they're still able to you know camp out uh, in front of parliament hill and what have you right so we see that you know a lot of um regulated companies in canada for example bull bitcoin shake pay they're both regulated so if you were to go ahead and fund these truckers with a centralized um platform like bull, bull bitcoin or shake pay you could even throw in a uh, bit buy or um what's another one that's popular up here in canada a uh, coinberry um you could possibly see like you know your 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 chunk get frozen right um we just we just spoke about this not too long ago, Kareem and I. You know, we we're just watching this video by Pomp. Shout out Pomp if you ever watch this. But um, you know, what he was saying is that you know this is this is turning into into a dictatorship because not only are they are they stopping you from you know transacting in Bitcoin with these centralized companies, but what they're also doing is freezing your bank account and they're freezing your insurance. Kareem, your thoughts on this? Yeah, so uh, an alternative to getting your funds frozen is possibly using a privacy currency like Monero, uh, where the government can't stop you with that. Um, alternatively, there are, well, yeah, like uh, Tristan was saying, those uh, custodial wallets like ShakePay and the other ones he named off, uh, the issue with those is that they're regulated by the government. Um, so they have to follow certain rules and regulations in order to operate. But if you use uh, another wallet that's called Coinomi, uh, that's not a wallet that's uh, regulated by the government or anything. Uh, so that doesn't have the same regulations and uh, trust issues that you would have with a, a regulated uh, a wallet. So uh, this is a non-custodial um, wallet that you could put on your phone and hold your crypto in there. Um, I recommend checking that one out uh, a quick shout out for Coinomi. Coinomi. Yeah. Um, Coinomi. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Coinomi. Um, that way, like, you're able to operate uh, free freely uh, whenever you're dealing with Bitcoin. Right, right, right. And uh, just a quick plug. Uh, this isn't sponsored by Coinomi. We just, this is a wallet that we personally use and we recommend. Um, so, yeah, most definitely check out Coinomi. Um, you know, this would be a great alternative, as Krim said, against, you know, any type of regulation or tyranny, if you want to call it that, uh, of your Bitcoin funds. So it's always important, always important to have privacy, right? Um, another alternative to Monero would be Zcash. Zcash is another um, privacy coin that you could consider using um, for privacy purposes. And I, and I feel like this, something like this, like we see this article, I feel like this is like a precursor of what's to come right i mean yeah. think about it like this bro canada is a free nation right democratic are uh, yeah we live in a democracy up here in canada right but now we have things like we've 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 been locked down for over the past two years now we're still wearing masks we're still being mandated to take our jab now that's being dropped you know in, in various provinces um, province is equivalent to a state if, for those of you who are tuning into the um, from the United States. But, you know, we're watching we're watching Justin Trudeau become more of a dictator rather than a leader. You know what I'm saying? I always say this to people. If you're the prime minister, 
which is Justin Trudeau, prime mean, meaning supreme, top, minister means servant. Therefore, that means you're supposed to be the supreme servant. At what point are you serving when you're telling people what to do and how to do it and when they can and when they can't? What, yeah. right? We watched him, we watched him all throughout this, these past two years uh, pretty much go back, bite it, speak out of both sides of his mouth throughout this entire pandemic. On one side, he said, well, we're not going to force people to go ahead and get vaccinated. And now he's saying, oh, we have to get the, we have to get everyone vaccinated and jabbed. And wait a minute. Wait a minute. I thought it was a free country now. What happened? Right. Yeah. All of that thrown out the door. Now he invoked this um, this emergency. Uh, call it martial law. It's pretty much martial law. If you really want if you really break it down, pretty much what's happening right right now in Canada is that, you know, if you are. If you're driving to, let's just say, Parliament Hill or uh, Queen's Park here in Toronto or any like anything to do with like, what's the word I'm looking for? Like politics or anything right now. And if they feel the need like you become a threat. Sorry, what was that? Any kind of protest. Protest. Exactly. Yeah. Any type of protest. If they if they feel the need that you're or they sense that you're a threat, they can essentially halt your bank account, take away your, your property take away your car, take away any, any of your belongings and throw you in prison. What is that? Is this China? Hmm. Is this Russia? Is this Iran? Like, wh- where are we at? What's going on, Canada? But anyway, not to get too political, you guys. I think Pop said it best when he said the true meaning of free speech is to pre- protect someone that you disagree with. Say that so, one more time. Yeah, if, they, if they're really protecting free speech, um, even the people they disagree with should have a right to protest. Hmm, that's powerful. That's powerful, man. I think that flew over a lot of heads, but yeah, no, nonetheless, I, I, I second that, right? This tweet I came across on my Twitter timeline, this is what Dennis Porter said. He said, the Canadian government is calling for Bitcoin address to be blocked, which means Canada is about to show the world that Bitcoin cannot be stopped. Why can't Bitcoin be stopped? Want to take a stab at that? Because it's decentralized. There's no one person that operates Bitcoin. So yeah, you can't stop Bitcoin. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. How are you going to stop something that's decentralized? How are you going to stop something that doesn't have a centralized spot of authority or yeah, centralized zone or location, right? It's almost like, it's almost like this. It's almost like, you know, a swarm of bees coming at you like yeah you, you could always take out the, the, the beehive but if the beehive or if the bees are coming from every in any direction like how are you gonna how are you gonna take out all these bees right it's the same concept right bitcoin or you know i it, any you know it's so funny you don't even see canadians in the in the world headlines like this like you never hear of this like this is probably like the first time in a very long time that canada is making world headlines like i'm talking about elon musk robert kiyosaki this guy Dennis Porter, you have everyone talking about us right now here in Canada, right? And it's it's because of what's happening. And I honestly feel like our government doesn't have a grip on this and they don't know how to act, right? So they're there. Yeah. This is why you have Trudeau doing things like calling a state of emergency, aka martial law, on a bunch of protesters who are pretty much drunk. Right? I mean, you talk to these people, they're they're nice people, right? But some of them in the industry's dancing drunk or what have you, right? It's mm-hmm. like you know, these people are no threat. There's kids there. There's 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 kids down at Parliament here. There's there's kids at Queens Park. There's kids at these protests. Are these are these you know? Is this an insurgency? I didn't want talking about. I don't know. 
I'm gonna leave that for you guys to decide. Leave that down in the comments down below if you think this is an insurgence or not. Moving right along. Real quick plug for the NFT space and the NFT listeners out there. It's so obvious that NFTs will overtake crypto. 99.99% of people do not care about staking, transactions per second, non-sovereign money, the list goes on. But everyone loves visually seeing what we own versus seeing numbers, being a part of a community, showing off, collecting, gaming, and art. The list goes on. Kareem, what are your thoughts on this, bro? Yeah, I see, I definitely agree in some aspects about what he's saying, but uh, I think the impact of uh, decentralized um, networks like Bitcoin and Ethereum is going to be so large that people are going to start to care about it. Because um, like right now, at this point in time, like we haven't had like hyperinflation, we haven't had um, a, a true uh, economic downturn. Uh, since like we had our economy inflated after the COVID uh, uh, shutdowns. Um, so like right now, people don't care about any of this stuff because they don't need it. Uh, we're all in first world countries that uh, haven't experienced the same things uh, some of these third world countries have. So um, in that aspect, yeah, I do see where um, NFTs are going to be way more uh, interesting to the everyday user. Uh, who doesn't care about staking transactions and uh, non-sovereign money. But when the time does come that we need it, all of that's going to change. NFTs are going go to go to the floor while uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum will go to the moon. What Seriously. do you think? Yeah, yeah, 100%. You know, uh, failing to realize the, the importance of, you know, things like staking transaction per second. It, 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 like you said, we have that first world mentality and it's a comfort mentality more than anything else, right? Because yeah. it's like, yeah, 7.5% inflation rate, whoop-de-doo. Up here in Canada, it's five point something, right? People, people are like, oh, things got a bit expensive, right? But you just wait until the new numbers come out. You just wait until inflation starts to skyrocket 15%, 20%, 50%. It happened. People think, oh, this will never happen in a first world country. No, 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 no. Best believe it happened. It happened in Berlin, right? It happened in Zimbabwe, and it could possibly happen to Canada, United States. So don't think you're exempt from that, right? Are there any countries I'm missing? I don't know. Um, I can't. Venezuela was the other big one. Venezuela, that's another one. Yeah. Right. So just believe. Best believe. Like, hey, listen, it is possible. It is definitely possible, right? So the best way, one of the best ways to hedge against inflation, which again, it's the comfort mentality. If we could break the mentality of thinking to themselves, oh, I got a cool NFT or, or I got this cool game or, oh, I, I you know, look at me. I have a, 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 a NFT in my, in my Twitter profile picture. Like if we could get past that mentality and start to think about, hold on, how am I going to beat 7.5% inflation? Ah, I see. I can invest the same money that's in my bank account. That's losing 7.5% of its value when I can incur 19.48% using some of these platforms like, you know, Anchor Protocol, Celsius. We, we, hey, go ahead and check out our last video. It's right here. Go ahead and check out our last video. We actually talk about how to earn passive income um, because that's essential. Earning passive income, um, you know, during hyper, during hyper inflationary or inflationary events is essential and is key. 
right? And this is something you just want, you definitely want to check out. So go ahead and check that out real quick. But nonetheless, you know, people aren't looking at transactions for a second, right? People don't care about that stuff yet, but there will come a point in time where everyone's going to be flocking to those, you know, those really quick um, payment protocols like Dash, like uh, Nano, right? Litecoin, that's another one, right? Very, very quick payment um, or uh, protocols, right? And people think to themselves, oh, there could only be one. No, there, there doesn't have to be one. Look how much currencies we have in this world. We have the US dollar, Canadian dollar, Aussie dollar. We have the yen, we have the pound. We have a ton of currencies. All of them are interchangeable, excuse me. All of them can be used for their own purpose, right? So why can't we have the same thing with crypto? Why can't we have multiple cryptocurrencies like dashes, the nanos, so on and so forth, right? So break that mentality and then people realize like, hey, listen, you know what? What's, what's really serious here is the fact that we need to beat inflation and, you know, NFTs and all that stuff. It's great. It has its place. But, you know, for it to overtake crypto, it's overtaking it right now. But in the long term, when people start to realize, I don't think so. Yeah. Moving right along. First, they ignore you. Then they laugh at you. Then they fight you. Then you win. Exactly <laughs> that. Exactly that. Warren Buffett invests $1 billion, yes, billion with a B, in Bitcoin-friendly neobank, dumps Visa, and massacred stocks. The Oracle of Omaha now has more companies in the portfolio that have a direct slash indirect exposure to Bitcoin and similar cryptocurrencies. So does this mean that Warren Buffett's investing in crypto? What would you say to that? Um, we'll see if it was intentional or not. Uh, but uh, I know Warren Buffett's like real big on uh, finance companies. Like uh, I, I came from the stock market world and I actually have the intelligent investor back here, uh, which has a section written by uh, Warren Buffett in there. Um, so yeah, uh, I know he's real big on retail banking and insurance. So uh, he might just be investing in another bank that he sees is up and coming. Um, but yeah, we'll see if like he actually believes in Bitcoin over the long term. Because I, I think uh, in the past he said Bitcoin is like rat poison squared. But <laughs> <laughs> Square. we'll see what he thinks about that some like three years or four years from now. Yeah, he just made sure to add the square to that. Just yeah, <laughs> double, double the rat poison. Yeah, that's crazy. So the article says Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway dumped a portion of its Visa and Mastercard holdings, uh, holdings, excuse me, and increased exposure in Nubank, the largest fintech bank in Brazil. That's popular. That's also popular among the country's uh, Bitcoin investors, right? So, you know, we've seen this move before by many legacy investors right kevin o'leary for example he's a great one he said you know i would i would never touch bitcoin with a 10-foot pole and now he's one of the largest holders of you know various cryptocurrencies right he's fully he's in the space right can this ray dalio, too. oh yeah ray dalio that's another one blackrock ceo right um largest largest asset manager in the world over a couple trillion dollars they have on the management right um you know, we're, we're seeing Buffett's best friends, his best buds, you know, come into the crypto space directly, right? Now, maybe he has, his pride is on, you know, he's, he's 
has some pride on his or he's walking around. What's the word I'm looking for? He has a little bit of pride that he doesn't yeah. want that he, he doesn't yeah necessarily wants to um let go. So he doesn't invest in Bitcoin in itself or any crypto in itself. So he invests indirectly, right? And gets exposure to uh these digital assets, right? So I, I honestly I I believe like this is one of those moves where it's like he knows what's up, you know the whole world knows he knows everyone knows cats out the bag, mm-hmm. you don't need to hide it anymore. Just buy Bitcoin and done. Yeah, just go ahead and buy Bitcoin. Yeah, <laughs> the moment he comes out saying that I own Bitcoin, it might we might have another Elon Musk effect, right? Like it it, it might be one of those things where we just see Bitcoin as Berkshire Berkshire Hathaway adds Bitcoin to their balance sheet, you know what I'm saying? Like Moon. Instant moon, right? You know how much cash those guys have? It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Yeah, it's like at least a hundred billion dollars in cash. <laughs> so they could literally buy like almost like a tenth of the market cap of <laughs> of Bitcoin. That yeah, you, you know how crazy that is? <laughs> a tenth of the market cap? That's crazy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's unbelievable, bro. The, the I mean, the capital that these guys have to deploy in these markets is astronomical. That's why it's so easy for them to move markets like this, right? We're seeing Michael Saylor do do this as well, too, like where he's dollar cost averaging into Bitcoin. I mean, the moment the Oracle of Omaha begins to do the same, best believe the trend will only get trendier. The stove will only get hotter from here on out for crypto investors, Right. When people are saying, oh, we're in a bear market. Yeah, short-term bear market, long-term macro bull market, right? So we're going to see what's gonna, what's the, what this is going to turn into. Don't, don't, do not be surprised if you hear that Berkshire Hathaway decides to, you know, add Bitcoin to the balance sheet, right? He, he, he dumped Visa and MasterCard stock. Come on. It says, on, listen to what the article says. On the other hand, it sold 1.8 billion dollars and 1.3 billion dollars of visa and mastercard stock wait a minute now <laughs> like, what's really going on respectively signaling a shift away from credit companies to gain exposure in their fintech rivals this leads, this leads me to believe that these fintech companies are onto something right and again it's no coinc- it's no it's no fluke it's no it's no secret that these fintech companies are heavily vested in bitcoin so Something to think about there. Most definitely, most definitely. But nonetheless, guys, that is that. That is all we have for you today. So you heard us walk the walk, talk the talk about crypto. Krim, you have any uh, closing comments for us? You want to tell them about our special promotion that we got going on? Yeah, so uh, this month we're running a promotion on the Crypto Lab. Uh, If you sign up at CryptoLab.ca, using our coupon code winter25, you'll get 25% off your first month. And in there, it'll come with coaching calls, access to our group chat, uh, educational resources, like a Bitcoin education course and how to buy, sell and store your crypto. And then also uh, uh, pick recommended investments uh, with our newsletters. Most definitely, most definitely. So yeah, go ahead and get tapped in with us. We educate, we teach people all things crypto and yeah. I'm Tristan. And I'm Kareem. And you just tuned in to the laptop. Peace.